0: Hello, and welcome to Clamp, the creating, living, and making podcast. I'm your host, Grant Alexander, and I'm joined today by Adam Mackey. Hello. Morley Kurt. Yo. And this week, we have a special guest. He makes awesome things out of broken skateboards, and he actually rides them, too. It's Andrew Zito.
1: Hey, hey, good to join you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, before we move into talking about what's in our clamps this week, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Okay, so about myself. Yeah, uh, I like make things out of skateboards, I guess, like you said. Uh, I've been skateboarding like pretty much my whole adult life and starting in high school and stuff. So kind of was like doing a lot of contests and sponsored back in the day and kind of doing that like fairly heavily. And then you get kind of old and shitty and stuff, (laughs) if you will.
2: And and So that's a Tony Hawk. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no no no, no I'm nowhere <laughs> nothing like that you know, I've traveled, traveled quite a bit and stuff and you know had really good time skating and everything but uh, you injuries take over and so yeah, uh, making things was sort of an outlet. so I started woodworking. We have this like communal workshop in the town that uh, Grant and I live in here in ottawa and uh started going there and folks took me in there with their wing kind of taught me everything like you know i'd always have a stupid question and folks would basically just teach me how to do everything and um fortunately you know five six years down the road now and making some pretty cool things like, i think anyways <laughs> and uh mm-hmm. yeah like i mean building other bigger projects like canoes and uh and the a-frame cabin that i built there so yeah it's it's been a super wild
0: and super fun ride. Nice. Well, how about we talk about uh, what's in your clamps this week? What are you working on?
1: Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? I was just watching your video for inspiration today. The uh, I, I'm building a, um, a like, sort of like a mid century modern uh, credenza thing. Like I know mm-hmm. I just built one, but I'm building another one. <laughs> it's more of a nightstand, but it's 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 going to be a lot of curved bent uh, walnut veneered plywood nice and i was actually just watching your videos all morning just trying to be like how did you do that bend on your bmw uh lighting (laughs) right so so yeah it's that that helped a lot and uh not at the curve bending part yet i'm doing something really fancy for the front of sort of one of the doors that open but yeah that's what's going on
0: and uh yeah nice that sounds like fun well what about you adam what what's uh what's in your clamps this week
2: yeah. Well, um, sorry, hang on, had a frog in my throat. Um, it's funny you said about curve bending cause I actually just was editing the van build video and that was my first time doing curve bending as well. It's such a weird thing to sort of keep in mind because when I first did it, I, I did one cut. And I was like, it doesn't matter if these are straight. it's not going to do it. It's not going to change anything. So I just did it freehand without the straight edge and then realized after that it actually does affect how it's going to bend if they're not straight. Oh,
3: so that's yeah. a good
2: thing to keep in mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so been working on that. And then it was a secret project I talk, talked about in Patreon not last week, the week before. I got a message on Instagram today asking me about it from um, one of our Patreons. And I'm not going to say what it is, because if you want to know what it is, you can listen to Patreon. But I am looking for an illustrator, if anyone knows one. You need to be able to somehow make an illustration out of the crappy monkey that I've drawn (laughs) (laughs) and put him in situations. So if you can do that. Oh yes. Now I remember what
0: the
3: fun thing is. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm not, I'm not trying to blow up a spot, but, um, I don't think he does them anymore, but Keith decent used to make some really cool comics. And I I know he's a very talented artist in general. Uh, might Mm. be someone to reach out to. I don't know, Keith, if you're listening, (laughs) but yeah, great guy. Cool. Cool. Well, Yeah, yeah, that's about
0: it. That sounds like fun. Um, how about you, Morley? What's in your clamps this week?
3: Well, I put out the notebook cover video as I talked about last week, and yeah, just want to give a big shout out to like positive reddit communities. I know we talked last week about like some of the uh some of the not so great comments <laughs> on reddit, but like I posted a clip on the video on the functional print subreddit, which is all about like functional 3D printed parts, uh, just showing a little part of the embossing the cover with the uh, 3D printed print plate. And it was only positive comments, uh, which was like so refreshing. Like not a single, I haven't gotten a single piece of negative feedback on this video. Um, Yeah, it was just like a nice little reminder that it's, you can find these great niche communities that are awesome. Um, and it's not all negativity on the internet. <laughs> it's funny you say
2: that because I put a video up on, um, on my Instagram and TF turning said, Oh, this would be perfect for R slash perfect fit. I put it up and they're all like, it's not a perfect fit if you build it yourself.
3: <laughs> yeah. They all, they're built in rules. <laughs> like you're the um,
2: one that cut it to fit. Of course it fits. Oh, jeez.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'm just looking at this now. This is awesome.
1: So it's on, uh, did you do do this on VegTan? Did you like, just like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah.
3: Yeah, So it's a VegTan cover and I um, 3D printed some stamps for it and then did some hand carving as well. Heck yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, it looks like I might get a commission out of that Reddit post. Some guy in Zurich uh, messaged me. So we'll see if that ends up happening. But uh, yeah.
0: What I really loved about it is that you can put uh, any quote on the front now, you basically yeah, it's a nice format. You, you have basically said, "I am open for business." On quotes on the front of journal covers, which <laughs> is something that people definitely would want to do. Yeah, like even just if, if it's carpe diem, like boom, yeah. you know. I think yeah, that's the so possibilities
2: cool. are endless. Yeah, <laughs> or, it's or, you, or you can't <laughs> reuse the print though.
3: Yeah, i like, if
2: to- you were to do like a custom like cover.
3: After you print it and press it, like you got no use for that print now. Yeah, unless someone wanted exactly the same cover. So there is like filament recycling. I haven't really dove down that rabbit hole yet. Um, I know it's, I've heard it's kind of finicky. I'm going to look into it though. Uh, But yeah, unless someone wants exactly the same notebook cover, it is. The the good thing is that PLA is incredibly cheap. Um, Yeah. But yeah, still a little wasteful. Hmm. Um, Other than that though, um, I've been today I worked a lot on that 3d printing project I've been kind of alluding to the past couple of weeks. Uh, really excited about that. Hopefully I'll get the video out in a couple of days, but I'm just looking at it. And it's one of those things where like you're working a little bit, you turn off the lights and you have to turn the lights on again and go look at it again. Cause just like so excited about it. Um,
0: but you're not going to um, tell us what it is in case you don't get the video out in a week and a half.
3: Oh yeah. Week, well, week and I, a half. See the thing is I also wanted to be a surprise for you guys. Okay, so what is today? Today is uh Are, we, are we not putting are
2: we not putting this out for 2 weeks?
3: No, 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 8 days. It's
0: 8 days. 8 days. No, sure. 6 days. That's yeah. It's less than a week we're talking about. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I can't do math and you're in the future.
3: Just <laughs> Anyways, I'm not sure what the pace will be. I'm going to leave it a surprise. Um Anyways, other than that I'm working on a, a custom wallet that I think a lot of people are gonna really like that is not coming out anytime soon, so I'm gonna keep that all vague nice but Grant, what is in your clamps this week
0: well i uh I built a spot to store my canoe in my backyard um It's just basically four posts that I like hammered into the ground uh using like these little like they're just like metal pieces that you put in the ground that you can put a post in. It's really nice. They're they're made for fences, but I just said ah, I are can star pickets. Uh I don't know. I don't know what they are. <laughs> I, I just saw them in the store and went, oh that that'll work. Um instead of like digging down a hole and putting them in cement if you, or if you look
2: at it from the top is it does it look like a peace sign without the circle? No. Okay. That's not a star picket.
0: <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, it's I think it's called a fence post spike, but uh, and they, like, they have, like, screws on the outside that you screw in your fence post. Um, oh.
1: So is that just for, like, summer storage and stuff, or are you thinking you're going to put it out there all, all winter and stuff, too?
0: So it's a 40-year-old canoe that has spent most of its life living outdoors. Okay. So now it's the first time it's ever got a tarp over it.
1: Okay. <laughs> cool
0: (laughs) (laughs) so uh, yeah i know like you're not supposed to leave fiberglass outside because of the uv and whatnot but yeah it's literally lived outside for 40 years and morally can attest it's still a canoe (laughs) how far off the ground is it uh it's four feet off the ground
2: okay so when you're looking for your son in the backyard one day yes yeah
0: so, yeah, a little tent. yeah, so I actually made it into like a little tent area. Yeah, I'm actually cool. going to be doing uh, like I wrapped it in a tarp all the way around it and then put a tarp over top of it. So I'm going to be storing like outdoor furniture in there so that it doesn't mm. get wrecked by the snow. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Um, but that kind of like led me to like I struggled a lot with whether or not to make that my next YouTube video. Uh, I literally went downstairs, grabbed the camera, put it back down. and went, nobody needs to see this. It's not very exciting. Uh, mm. And instead went, I'll just throw a couple of uh, Instagram stories up about it. Because I just couldn't feel like... I didn't feel like... One, I didn't want to answer all the questions about why my canoe is outside in the winter. Because uh, <laughs> that was immediately like what I was going to get. <laughs> uh, and the, and And it's not even fully covered in a tarp because the tarp wasn't long enough. But then the second one was like I went... You know, like this is literally me hammering four pen- fence posts into the ground, and then like attaching a two by four across it. It's it's not very uh, exciting YouTube content. So it was I think a lot it's of perfect uh... for
2: Instagram, but
0: yeah. So I did like some fun reels while I was putting it together, and that was, you know, that was about it. I think it but could I... be worthwhile for YouTube for sure, though. <laughs> I don't know. That's exactly what I struggled with, is whether or not I wanted to put it out there, because it's not aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. But I like
2: the idea that you've taken something that's going to take up space that you don't want it to, but then turn it into storage for other stuff. Exactly. Which I think is a great idea. That's why I'm saying it'd be good for Instagram, because people will see that and think, oh, that you know.
0: So, well, I'm totally, I took some pictures along the way and some video, but I definitely didn't film enough to make it into a youtube video uh but in reality i kind of went i it was a struggle that i had and and that brings us up to our our topic of the day is that you know the youtube struggles Mm -hmm. and so you know that was just something that i kind of went like should i make this a video or should i not and what's what's interesting enough about this to make it worth my time to edit a video because if i get like 100 views on it And it was something that I went, uh, do I even want to do it? It kind of feels like, like if I get a hundred views on a project that I was really jazzed about and wanted to make a video about, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. But if I get a hundred views on something that I was like, uh, didn't really think I should put this out there anyways, then
3: Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's the point at that point?
0: Right. Other than the fact that I did that last time on, uh, installing a, so I, I, I was like, I don't think I should film this, but in the last second I said I'll do it and I installed uh I changed the tube out on my uh wheelbarrow tire and now that video is five thousand views. And it's climbing <laughs> like crazy. That's because, awesome. yeah, it's just out of nowhere. It like YouTube finally said, Hey, you everyone looking for this how to change a wheelbarrow tire is now coming to my video and I I don't know. Anyways, it's awesome that it's getting traction, but
3: I mean, that kind of brings me to what I was going to say in that it's very difficult to know how like the internet at large will accept a video. Like you can, you can think, you know, how things are going to turn out, but, um, you really don't like, there's no way of knowing maybe a video will flatline for a while. And then, um, like the pandemic hits and everyone's opinions about what they care about changes and everyone wants to know how to, how do I change a wheelbarrow tire because they don't want to go to the store and buy a new one. Um, And I think I don't know about you guys, um, but I feel like as I've made more and more videos, I I've developed a bit of a sixth sense for like what may be a non-interesting project at the surface. But there is possibly a good video there or like how do I want to position this storyline? Like even if the project itself isn't very interesting, like what is the story or maybe it's better for Instagram kind of like little bit just like seeing the future a little bit before you go all the way down of making a YouTube video, which may be more work than it's worth. Like, is it worth that work? I'm going through that now with the,
2: the van build. Not, I know it's worth it because I, I, I know that people like that sort of stuff, but I'm just trying to make it so like perfect instead of like roughly edited and everything like I would normally do. Um, but then I'm like, what if I put in all this effort and then it gets like two views? <laughs> Like my stuff normally does. So, But I'm having fun with it and i um really trying to put in the effort. So,
3: I mean, the worst thing that will happen is that you'll learn something. Yeah. yeah. yeah and then sure. the time, but mm. you'll still learn something.
1: And I mean, I feel like, like you said, you're having fun. I feel like you just shouldn't, I, I don't know, like the, the hardest part is when you do start worrying about views. I think I've, that's yeah. like when I'm just like, crap, that didn't do good at all. And then the stuff that I just put out there, and I, and even though I shot it, like, haphazardly or, like, was just, like, pretty rough with a video, it, like, some of them will do really good all of a sudden, you know? So, I don't know, I, I think as long as, like, you're doing it for yourself and you're having some fun, like, I, I think, I, I don't know, because I've been struggling with that a little bit, and I think that's, for me, the, the one way I've kept saying through it all is just, like, listen, like, 50-year-old me is going to be really happy looking back on this. And that I, I, yeah. I just I kind of said that, and I stopped caring almost. <laughs> but yeah,
0: yeah. Well, like so, for those who don't know, uh, Andrew has a, uh, a one video that has 1.8 million views. So it's, it's like just, the A-frame. Yeah, yeah. It's the but like that that video alone, obviously, is a culmination of a whole bunch of work. So it's mm. you know that was a lot of work to get that A-frame. Like you can't build a. You know, you built a house, right? So, totally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, I was, it was super
0: fun. And it's also,
1: but it's, what's the great part about it is like, you know, videos since, like, like I said, like the, the, the video that I kind of put together haphazardly was like the one year since building the A frame. I kind of actually, that was like, Right when first lockdown happened, I was like, what am I even doing? You know, so I just sat in front of a camera (laughs) and talked for like 20 minutes and just recorded it. And I was like, I'm just putting this out there. I look hella ghetto. I'm at my girlfriend's like living room that has nothing in it. So this is like, I can't even get to my A-frame because it was locked down. Like there's police like checkpoints, so you can't even get there. Um, so I would have loved to have done it on in situ on, on site and everything, but I didn't do that. And that since like I think it's close to like fifty thousand or a little over fifty thousand views or something like that. So I don't know. Those like yeah, things have kind of come off since then, and and I just kind of threw down what my thoughts were because I I was thinking it could hopefully be helpful for folks you know who are kind of thinking of going down this path of cabin building and what my lessons learned were. So yeah, I just kind of threw it down, even though it was ghetto, it, it ended up working out.
0: Yeah. Well, so what are some of your other struggles that you've been having?
1: Uh, well, very similarly was like, you know, I, I did this bench. Uh, just I posted on Instagram last week, right? The video, the build is about like a minute, 10, minute 15. I think the video is okay. I kind of skipped some parts. It was a commission build for Vans over in Korea. And like, it's just a minute. 30 second video. That's not really super comprehensive. And I was just like, do I post this or not to YouTube too? Right. Like I, and I, I ended up not really doing that. Uh, I ended up putting a, a lot of the footage towards the video that I'm going to be putting out this week and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I, I like, do people even want like snippet contents or is everything have to be like closer to the 10 minute mark these days, you know?
2: So my, um, One of the channels I watch that's here in Australia is called Mighty Car Mods. And they do, they normally do like 15 to 20 minute videos. They put out a video last week. It literally went for a minute 30. Okay. And I was like, this is not what they would normally do. But like, it got the views. Because all it was, was installing a pod filter on your car. Okay. And like, yeah, I guess people just wanted to see it. But like, even that one minute 30, like it was still, it just showed that they're not just trying to do production content if that makes sense like they're still trying to be the people they are If
3: they, yeah grant kind of talked to grant and i kind of talked about this when we went camping in terms of like sometimes it's we both find it a little annoying that the trend is for videos to get longer and longer and longer because mm-hmm. sometimes you do just want to watch a video that's like two three minutes long just like you, you don't have time to watch a 20 minute video yeah, exactly um, So like, I tried to do that a couple of months ago. It's like, I I made this 3D printed guitar hanger and it originally was just going to be like a little like design montage to put on Instagram. But then as I started editing it, I realized like, uh, I can't get this under a minute and show it in the way that I want to. So I was like, I'll just make a short YouTube video about it. And in my head, it was like, it was an experiment. Like this is going to be about three and a half minutes. This is the first kind of shorter video I've made in my channel. So like, let's see what happens. It'll be like an interesting experiment. And part of my thinking was like, there's no rule that says that like this trend that videos are getting longer and longer is the correct thing to do. It's just people reacting Mm. to what other people are doing. So I I kind of enjoy like poking the bear a little bit and trying to like, see if like, if I do something different, like maybe it'll show that the trend is just that it's just a trend. It's not like the rule.
0: So And I completely am with you on that. A friend of mine, Scott Seaman, Seaman Custom Builds, his biggest video, I think it has, last time I checked, had 50,000 views. He's got 400 subscribers with a video with 50,000 views. It's 15 Uh seconds long. It's a 15 (laughs) second long video, right? Because 15 seconds, what are you losing, right? You click it, you, you, you watch it, like, yeah, you're not getting this giant like view time on it or whatever, you probably can't run ads on it, but you click it, you watch the video, In 15 seconds, either you liked it, you didn't like it, it doesn't really matter, right? It's over in 15, you move on to the next one, right? So I think something to be said about the shorter, like I make the video the length it needs to be to tell the story of the thing.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think with you as well, Andrew, is that you do like the skateboarding and stuff as well. So you, and you said it's for vans, right? So
0: that's,
2: kind of related so there is like you could add in skateboarding and stuff to make the video that little bit longer if you really wanted to maybe get it over that three minute mark but like again i agree is that the longer the videos i look at long videos and i think i don't have time to watch that right now i've got like 10 minutes before i've got to do something so then i'll just skip it and come back to it later but then also people with Uh, like millions of subscribers can put out any length video they want because they've got the subscribers that are just going to watch anything they put out.
1: Yeah. Totally. That, I mean, one thing I've seen like with a lot of folks that have the longer videos is that they've really delved into the whole storytelling side and personality side of things. Right. And so that was a huge struggle. I think, I think you'll see it over the course of the last year. I was actually just, Re-looking over some of my videos this morning along with everyone's videos actually. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I, just noticed like, you know, I was stiff as a board like a year ago when I, when it came to talking mm, yeah. to the camera. Now I'm just like, you know, I love getting into people's days, weeks and just getting to see what they're up to even now. Right. So I will like, I, I really love like Trevor Bowers vlogs. He's like a pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds. And I don't know. I just, <laughs> I love watching his stuff because he's just like, he's going to be the Cy Young winner for like, uh for like the MLB this year. He's he's an incredible pitcher, but you're also getting a look behind the scenes, like right behind the curtains of what COVID testing looks like and mm-hmm. and what how they deal with COVID in the professional baseball league, right? Like so so I don't know. I just mm-hmm. really love that even that's 10 minutes and he's not necessarily doing anything. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh damn, <laughs> that's just like a sweet day in the life of somebody who's doing something cool, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. I've been really really digging that and kind of digging into that
0: a little more. Do you feel like you can do that in your videos or do you feel like you need to build up some sort of trust first? Because that's what I fear is if I, but even saying this, my out of the last 10 videos I put out the highest one is me shaving my beard with literally the worst <laughs> audio in the world. Cause I screwed up and had uh, two microphones running. Um, but like, sh- just putting your personality out there so much, does it work if you don't have the follower base?
1: I don't even think it's follower base. I would say that it's, yeah. are you doing something interesting? You know, are you doing something that people will like lose their minds watching, you know, or, or really be really super interested in watching it. Right. Like, yeah.
2: I think putting your personality out there is a necessity, no matter how many subscribers or followers you have. That's half the reason why I choose if I want to watch someone or not is their personality. If I watch someone's videos and they're just boring and, you know, don't keep you entertained. I don't don't want to watch them. I'm not interested. Whereas you take someone like John Malecki who I talked about last week, who does not give a crap and just does whatever he wants. The personality sort of is out there so much that it just draws you in. It makes you want to watch the videos.
0: And I I think I might've miss misspoke or or miss didn't explain myself. Well, what I mean is, so you got this Cincinnati Reds or something? I don't know. I don't know anything about baseball. Yeah, Trevor Bauer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so you got him like talking about doing a routine COVID test. I know there's people in this chat who've also done COVID tests. I don't see your vlogs about it out there, right? So, so I know like there's only like you can only make something interesting if you're an interesting character, mm-hmm. right? Or you're doing something interesting.
3: Well, I mean, it's not just it's not just Trevor bauer as an interesting character it's the fact that he's also in the mlb Mm -hmm. yeah and and i mean there's the baseball bubble and everything happening right now as well i think that's a big part of it And everyone was like how is professional sports even happening right now there's a lot of mystique behind that but then that's also it's not as interesting uh, of me just getting a covid test
2: that's also the content he puts out though isn't it like he does vlogs of like his life so of course he's going to put that out whereas someone like us who just puts out make a videos. If I just put out a random video saying, Oh, I went for a COVID test. Like it's, it doesn't flow. Whereas if you're someone that does say vlog making videos, that's something you could put in hundred percent. Like how Jimmy, how Jimmy does his like vlogs all the time. Hmm.
3: So kind of building off of what Andrew was saying, like I almost don't think it doesn't matter what you normally put out. I feel like we're, we're in an era where each individual video is more important than a a uh, consistent theme across a channel. Yeah, 100%. Because I think of how how discovery happens. Yeah. I think it, I think I totally agree with what you're saying, Andrew. It's like if it's an awesome story that like people are going to love then you should do it and it doesn't matter if that's not what you normally do. Like I, I think the notion of like not you haven't built enough trust with your, with your viewers. It's like, what are people going to do if they see you put out a different type of video? Are they all going to unsubscribe? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I've done that before. Like when you and I started doing the cooking videos, um, I had like three unsubscribers out of like, I don't know, like 2000 odd subscribers at that time. And it's like, most people don't care if it's different. They'll just not watch it, yeah. you know? And then they'll wait for the next one. I think it more matters. Like if it's, if, if this is awesome, I'm going to do it.
0: Yeah. I think that's true other than growth. If your main thing is growth, then I think it matters on your channel being very niche down and consistent. So like the guy I was talking about, FFD Restorations, the guy I the, did the collab with the Secret and I can't tell anything until it's, he puts out his thing. So he, I was talking to him about it and he was like, like – he went from – when I was at 100, he was at 1,000. He's at – I'm an out of like a thousand. He's at like 16,000. He's been blowing up. And he said, the reason he's blown up is he's doing the same. Like he said, I found the thing that worked on my channel, restoring knives. I do knife restorations. And what happens is YouTube shows it to other people who are watching knife restoration videos. And that's how the growth happens. And that's how, but if you don't care about that and you just want to show whatever you're working on, then that's a different thing. I don't know. <laughs>
3: I I agree that that is a way for growth to happen. But look at like Jack Conti's YouTube channel for example. Like his channel is a melange of like inspirational talks, music making videos and then like a bit of like whatever he wants. Interview kind of documentary style stuff. That's because that's Patreon
0: guy. The,
3: okay. Yeah. Of, of course he has the fame mm. from Patreon and guitar and everything else, but I he had to start from somewhere, <laughs> right? And like he is an artist and a musician who um who did all his stuff and i think it's like the, the ultimate niche is you and if you can like adam was saying like if you can make your personality come across very strongly then it's then that is an, as much of a niche as is restorations right i think it's also to
2: a little bit less of like what less of growing and more of how you want to grow like if you were to put out one vlog video you don't want to get all your subscribers from that video and then they're not interested in the rest of your content because they subscribe thinking that you're a vlogger and that, and then all you do is put out, you know, so you do need to be a little bit consistent in that way. But I think a vlog every now and then like for your current followers is good. I can tell you hundred percent right now, if I was allowed to record at work, I definitely would put out a vlog (laughs) because I, my job is actually like the, the deal, the stuff that I deal with on day to day, I think people would find very
0: interesting. But I know that if I recorded it, I'd get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> so I can't. Well, you should, you should <laughs> totally compare that with uh, Andrew, whose job it is to record things every day.
1: Yeah, I get, I get, I'm told I'm not allowed to, uh, post anything from work on my, uh, personal accounts, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I've yeah. seen some
0: Coast Guard ships on your personal accounts I try
1: before. and get away with it. Um, it sort of works every now and then, but I've been, uh, told to cease and desist more than a few times,
0: <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, right.
1: But you know what, the thing is, it's just like one of our, like, so I, yeah, I'm like the videographer for the Coast Guard here in Canada, um one of our lighthouse keepers actually has a really cool channel and like, he's just like, his is life as lighthouse keeper. You know, this is the ship coming by Here That's are so whales cool. that are coming by a pot of whales that come by every day, you know? And, and, and just like, what do I even, what is life like ice being in isolation? Right. Um, so it's really wow. cool. And I know that if I were to share his stuff with the higher ups, he would be, he would be told to cease and desist as well. But I've, you know, i definitely, am not doing that because I, I personally feel like his content is amazing. And I, I think more, it's just like, I think, I think it's, I think getting that story out there is important, you know? And I, I I don't know. I think the whole idea of hiding things, hide it if it's, if it's not something, you know, uh, favorable to the company and stuff. But I mean, if it's something that's just like, gets people interested in the job, because recruitment is such a tricky part too, in a lot of these companies, Mm -hmm. right? I love seeing stuff like that, right? Right. It's kind of like.
3: It doesn't sound like what he's doing is inherently, there's no damage that's no, being caused not by at it. All.
0: Right, it's like when I see uh, Pat Lapp do stuff from within, you know, pre COVID days when they were actually in this store and he would do some like funny, like scare tactics on his like buddies and stuff. And it was like, you could see they were having fun while working. And I was like, these are like, these make me want to go work at Lee Valley. Even though I have a, like, you know, I couldn't take the pay cut, but, you know, I I (laughs) want to go, you know, I I would want to, if I lost my job, I'd be like, hey, I can go work at Lee Valley. It seems like a great bunch of people work there, right? So that's the Mm -hmm. kind of, I remember seeing your video where there was like a pod of, of, I think it was humpback whales or something, and you were doing a drone shot. Um, Uh, Oh, yeah. And that was like a beautiful video. And I was like, you got it. There's no way you, only one way you got there is through work, right? Like
1: you weren't. Totally. It was right beside my office. And there, everyone was just like, you got to go down to the pier. The, the whale's just in there all day long, eating all day. And it's just like, and there we go. And it's just like, whoa. Like everyone's just cha- like driving in their cars, chasing this whale up and down the street effectively. Cause it's just going back and That's forth so cool. in the harbor from one end. Where and it's just trapping capelin in there, and then chases, and then the capelin get around him, and then they go off to the other end, and it's just like they do that all day long because the capelin are just spawning in that harbor, right? And so mm. yeah, it was just like wow. work brought me there, but but as long as there was no like red and white ship in it or any ah. of our individuals, it was just like listen, this is like was, and we were done work by that time, right? We we're talking like five six p.m. or something at that point. So work brought me there, but uh, I wasn't filming work-related things, so... That's cool. Yeah. I, w- I wondered I about that.
2: Say, yeah, I was going to say, I assume that you can't really get in trouble for filming stuff at work as long as it's not showing things that you're not supposed to.
1: Exactly.
2: Like you, They can't turn around and go, oh, you can't put up that video of a whale because you're on work property. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> like, totally. As long as you're not showing
3: hidden things that you're not supposed to. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, Andrew, like on the topic of YouTube struggles, one thing I was curious about is... Having this cabin video and the cabin video series blow up so much, like in comparison to your other videos, is that frustrating at all? Like, not I don't know really. if the cabin, <laughs> so I guess my question is like, is the cabin the thing that you want to be at the top of, like everyone thinks of Andrew Zito, they think of the cabin or do you want them to think of Andrew Zito and think of your,
1: I would life? like them to think of the other work a little more, but I'm not like mad about it at all you know i i was actually talking to my buddy graham right now he's in he's in oregon his his channel is woodness goodness and he is blowing up right now um he's got this cabin build that he's he's really milking and, and it's and it's going really well for him um and and i'm super stoked for him uh and i my 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 whole message to him now is Plan your next project now, because <laughs> yes. you know, because because I, I, you know, once I finished the cabin, it was like the momentum. Frankly, like the cabin momentum, at least, which was like sort of my niche that I, I had really tapped into, was kind of you know, I wasn't really having much more content there, right? But uh, but mm-hmm. I mean, no, I'm not mad about it. I think it's great, you know. Like all the folks that join still seem to watch some of my videos to a certain degree, and. And uh, I'm grateful for it all, for sure. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Because I know sometimes it's hard, like, sometimes the, the the projects that you're the most passionate about, I find that it's not often that those overlap with the projects that everyone else wants to watch. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So when that does happen, that's, I mean, that's awesome. And I think, like, it makes a lot of sense that you are also super into the cabin because, it does come through in the video. Like it's clearly a very personal project. It's something that like was a long time coming and a lot of work and payoff came from 100%. it. Um, hundred yeah. percent. I feel like we can all kind of relate to that
2: a little bit though. Like surely every one of us, maybe not the extent of 50,000 <laughs> to a hundred thousand views compared to 2 million. But like most of my videos have under 200 views, but then I have, one video that has almost 9,000 and another one that has almost 3,000, but it doesn't bother me. Like I, you know what I mean? Like I knew that that video was going to do well, but yeah, I feel like even though the it's a little bit different, but it's
0: not. Well, I think,
1: yeah. Well, some of these videos, like they're, they're like blips of success, right? They're like these little blips of success. And I don't know, like, maybe you don't have something that comes after it that's that's amazing, right? But, but there's some learning involved there, right? And some of the reflection that you have after the fact is just like, mm. wow, that's awesome. How can I come back at this even better next time though, right? So, right. you know, I'm looking at you know, buying land and, and a house right now, I'm thinking big builds. Like I have two acres worth of trees and I'm thinking like sweet tree houses in the future. And I also bought an Airstream. I'm going to like, you know, kind of do something hopefully a little different from other Airstream videos out there. So yeah, it's all like (laughs) learning really.
2: Yeah. And again, that, that one video that's, that did 2 million compared to your normal videos is completely different. It's not built out of skateboards and, and all that sort of stuff. It, you know, there's, so like there's
0: skateboards in there, No, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's,
2: <laughs> it's not like y- your other videos are not the same sort of thing. Same as, like with mine, the one video I have that's done so well is not even make a, it's not even a making video. It's a tool review.
1: Is it? Okay. Yeah, so like, cool.
2: You so say like completely separate to my normal videos. That's that's doing so well.
1: But tool reviews have done well, are, I think are, are really key though. Right? Like I, I love that kind of stuff. I, I build trust. Yeah. On people based on you know their tool reviews sometimes, right? Well,
2: I, th- I think I think <laughs> the niche with mine is that I have like pretty much every Ryobi tool you can buy, and it's a review on every one of them.
1: Yeah, I was. You know what? I saw your uh, the video. I think the one that's close to three thousand. That's like the cover for yeah, yeah, the air conditioning yeah. unit there. And I was like, yeah. huh? They have Ryobi over in Australia. <laughs> I guess Home Depot's <laughs> everywhere. Have, we have our own Ryobi. Sorry, what was that? We have our own Ryobi. Yeah. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> it's like a, a different Is it actually? Uh, sister company? No. No, okay. I was like it's no, all no, green. No, like, you've, <laughs> like, you've got like Ryobi
2: and then you've got Ryobi Australia and New Zealand, like they're they're split but they're okay. one company. Okay. Yeah. So we don't well, get all the tools that uh, that America gets. Yeah. We we don't think... we don't have like a cordless circular saw, which is what? Uh, not circular saw, cordless um, miter saw. Miter saw. Yeah, we don't have that. Mm.
0: Yeah,
2: there was something else you guys have that I really wanted that you don't have that we don't have. I well, don't know. oh, cordless, a cordless plunge router. Like, why not?
0: Oh yeah, Milwaukee just got one of those since. No, uh,
2: you guys have them in America, in Canada. Yeah, no. I'm assuming in Canada. Yeah, but we don't have any. Yeah.
0: Anyways. Uh, I think the, the biggest thing about struggling on YouTube for me is as I don't, sometimes I put out a video and it doesn't do well at the start. And that's where I struggle. Cause I go, I like, you kind of put your heart and soul into stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you're like, this is, this is. The best video I have ever put out. And I think I say that about every single video I
3: put out.
2: I was going to say, you say that every time you put one out. So that's I what everyone
3: does. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do too. I do too. And it's like, I, I think it makes sense because it's like you learn so much right. through every video. So it does feel like so, each one is And, when, and, and go, be.
0: when you get that little dashboard view and it goes, this one's performing 10 out of 10. You're like 10 out of 10, not like yeah. 5 out of 10. I can be happy with like, okay, it's performing mediocrely like the last 10. 10 videos I put out other than me shaving my beard have been a 9 or 10 out of 10 after a week. And I just go, ah, that just makes you struggle like to find a motivation to do the next one. But I just wonder...
2: Like, is 10 what? out of 10 bad?
0: 10 out of 10 is bad. It is the worst oh. performing video. 1 out of 10 is best. Yeah. oh. <laughs> it, is the, oh, it is the last 10 I put, photo, look at YouTube it is the analytics. Yeah. I put out a video, I check
3: tube mate, like the next day, and then that's it, I leave it. <laughs> so I think I think um it's important to try not to get sucked into YouTube telling you that like that first day is the be totally. all end all. Because it does whether it's through the UI or it's implicitly or it's explicitly, it feels like you're right. Like you're putting out, you're like, if this doesn't explode right off the bat, it's going to die. But like, we know that's not the case, right? Like we were just talking about it. Like people sometimes watch after the fact, they find it through different avenues. Um, Like a blog might pick it up or like grant, you might post it to Instructables. Um, I mean, I, I think it's a, I think it's a never ending battle and I think it's a necessary battle that you have to fight just for your own mental health to not try to get so That's caught up it. in that first day's performance. And I, I, I struggle with it all the time too. I have to like make myself kind of shut it off. Totally. And yeah. It's, it's and a process. For my
0: biggest video, it blew up six months later. I had like under a thousand mm-hmm. views on it for the first six months. It was like, you know, every once in a while I get a couple of views or whatever, but then six months on it went from, Basically, I got, like ten thousand views overnight. Which and I just went. uh, I made a planter bench. A planter? Yeah, yeah. I basically like everything that Michael Alm makes. Yeah, we either made it first or he made it after me. Like, and we both drive (laughs) old, uh, old German station wagons. I'm like the. We're kindred spirits, spirits. but he doesn't realize it because he's much more talented than me.
1: Um, (laughs) What do we think, Michael Alm's success? Is from just out of
0: curiosity. Like, I I don't know when you like,
2: I think it's patterns. I
0: I think it's his art history. It's, it's the fact that he, it's more that he's an artist and less that he's a, but then he also like, he's also like, he knows how to make the stuff. So he, and he explains it well.
3: Mm -hmm. I didn't, so, so, as a disclaimer, I haven't really seen many of Michael, Michael Alm stuff. I've definitely follow him a lot more closely on Instagram, um, but I think it's I think it's de- it's important to note that he has been doing what he's doing and developing his skills like for a long time. I remember sometime last year, he took a story like doing a walkthrough of a custom buildin he did like years prior, and it was gorgeous. Like it was breathtaking. All these amazing fold down tables and integrated built-ins and it was like it's I think it's really easy to see someone who's successful and being like like oh that's replicatable or they just like lucked out or something but like I, I can't confirm this but he definitely strikes me as someone who's put in a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot that's of skill awesome. building and his work is his totally. work is paying totally off. more so than like than just like capitalizing on a niche right. or a trend
1: Come, came oh, to yeah. it with a bunch of skills right
0: right like he's he didn't start yeah. out woodworking and start a YouTube channel at the same time, or like I like right, right. <laughs> yeah or like I did, like it was yeah, like I'd put screws into two by fours before, but I think he started when he started his YouTube channel, he had made some things that I'm still not capable of doing, yeah,
3: right yeah. and and just kind of relates to that, like this is just a little like thing I do sometimes, but I always find it really interesting to look at like, like um, musical artists I love and go on their Wikipedia page and see when they actually started their career versus when you heard a, a song. Get uh, that's them. so and true. And it's always so interesting to see like, like for I looked at like Doja Cat recently, who's who's like a very popular artist right now. And she was doing stuff on SoundCloud in like 2000, I don't know, 13, 15 Um, and she looks really young and you're like, Oh, she has been grinding for a long time. Comparatively. comparatively uh, I I never heard of him. Her. Yeah. I know. That's (laughs) why I said
2: him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, one thing too, like going back to what Grant was saying there, uh, talking about, you know, the struggles with your video and having put it out there. I don't know. I really think it's like, it's interesting to just like take a step back and like really ask yourself again, like, why am I doing this? You know, like, is this video purely for views to try and blow up my YouTube? Or is this like, you know, my kid right now is part of some of these videos. You know, they're going to see this when they get to 10, 11, 12, when they're teenagers, they'll still have this thing that, you know, their dad built for them. and, and, And it's just like, I actually can pull up that day that he built this and rewatch all of that, you know, or, or let's say even when we're gone, you know, be like, yeah. like, you know, to their kids and grandkids and whatnot, right. Your great grandfather, Grant, the great Grant Alexander <laughs> built this, you know, and I like, who cares if it has 200 views, you know, that's, that's incredible. Right. So I, I don't know. I just think totally. really going back to like your personal artistry and, and, and like, I don't know, like just, Saying "screw it" to the algorithm altogether and all that stuff for a little bit, and just being like, "I'm building this for me first and foremost." I, I don't know. I, I just think that that's that's really key in, in in trying to keep your sanity in all this. Because, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I think yeah. that
3: there's there, there's just so much out of your control that if you are if you are focusing on those things out of your control, you'll yeah. drive yourself crazy. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that is a great closing point to make and you made it so we'll move on so uh we're gonna go on to the next section is clamp mendations so we're gonna start off with morley what is your clamp mendation of the week
3: all right um i have an album recommendation for this week um it's been out for a couple years but the album is called tranquility base hotel and casino by the Arctic Monkeys. So this was a, this is a bit of a polarizing album by them for people who don't know. Arctic Monkeys is a, they're a pretty big, uh, English rock band. And, uh, they are, no, I have like, they kind of got big writing more like love songs. And this is a full on concept album. They have a few um, pop hits. So there it is. Don't they have a few sorry? pop hits? Yeah. they do. Yeah. They, they're there. They've got some songs that blew yeah. up pretty well. Um, but this album, as its name implies, so Tranquility Base is a base on the moon. It is uh, where the Apollo missions landed. So the, the concept of the album is like, it's this hotel and casino on the moon. Mm. And um, the album kind of is narrated by different people in the casino, like the, the club performer, the receptionist. Um, and it is honestly amazing how much it paints a picture, at least in my mind. So I listened to this album a lot when I was driving cross country from the Rockies to Toronto. And so it was a great kind of like daydreaming album to just kind of like think about this vibe it's creating. And like, I've been to Atlantic city before, which is kind of this like rundown, like it had a golden age and now it's this kind of like rundown casino town. And that's kind of how the album paints Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, like it's like past its golden years, kind of like the Grand Budapest Hotel. Like it once was great, but now it is not so much. Um, it's a little dystopian. So, all this to say, it is a great kind of just daydreaming to listen to album. It's a little weird. There are some bangers on it. Uh, four out of five. I really, really liked the title track, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Is really good.
1: Wait, is the song um, called Four Out of Five, or are you giving but, it a four out of five?
0: No, the song is called 4 Out of 5. The title is in relation. To, uh, I thought you were saying song number four ratings. out of five. <laughs> yeah, I thought there was only five songs. Yeah, like the fourth one is good. Uh, yeah, that's not what you were
3: saying. No, 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 the song <laughs> calls 4 Out of 5. It's but then, how many songs song are there it. though? Um, Ooh, uh, I'm not sure. Probably like ten or eleven. Um, it's it's just like kind of like what a few weeks ago I was talking about with Wolfpack. Like their creativity inspires me. Um, it's, it's so original and the lyrics are so beautiful. Like Alex Turner, the lead singer is really a true artist. Um, yeah, I can just listen to it over and over and just like really try to like get into the lyrics. So yeah, if you're driving around and you're looking for something to daydream. For gonna. those
0: wondering, I have confirmed there are 11 tracks. Oh, wow. I got it. It wasn't even. <laughs> All open. right. Well, what is your clamp mandation, Adam?
2: Well, I don't really need my, uh, recommendation this week, but. As someone that grew up watching Star Wars, was in love with Star Wars, their password for everything was Star Wars for a very long time. <laughs> I, I can't miss... Miss? Yeah. I, whatever. I can't skip giving my recommendation to the Hacksmith and their lightsaber. It is insane that we actually do have the technology these days to make not just a lightsaber with light in a way, I know it's gas, but light that will stop at a certain distance and... And we'll cut through anything.
0: Hmm.
2: Yes, you have to wear a backpack and you have a cord. That's, that's always going to be an issue. But, like, it just amazed me watching that video of like how far technology has come and the fact that we can actually almost. like, I wouldn't be surprised if one day in the future they make a new Star Wars and they actually use those swords. Because, like, it, it's amazing. It, yeah. I, like,
0: it looks cool crazy. as hell. It does. Those guys are in Ontario, eh? Hexman? Yeah, they're in Kitchener. So cool. Mm.
1: So cool. Yeah. Yeah,
3: Yeah, what's your butt? Grant, what's your butt? How are you going to rain on him?
0: But (laughs) it takes forever to cut through stuff, not like a lightsaber. It looks like a lightsaber, but I kind of went, I was like, it's a really cool piece of engineering, and I think it's awesome. But when I saw him like cut through the I don't know whatever four inch steel or two inch steel whatever however thick steel, and it was like he was like sitting there for like an hour, it felt like I was just like that's cool, but yeah, but you know what one doesn't day, cut one through day. stuff? Me. CGI. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I agree, it's awesome. I'm not putting it down. All I'm saying is it's not a lightsaber. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it's, it's a saber awesome. of. Okay. okay, it's a gas saber. It's a gas saber, which is not its not quite there. We need some Jedis with their chlorians or whatever. That's I barely so cool. understand I Star Wars. I'm more of a Star Trek kind of guy. <laughs> Communism <laughs> forever. <laughs> um, so my clamp mendation you ask, is uh, stuff made here. Uh, He did the explosive bat this week, uh, the update to the explosive bat, and that's the first uh, video. I've seen his videos pop up and they constantly are pushed to my feed and I've been putting it off for a long time uh, watching it because his channel was really new and I went, "Ah, I'll wait till he puts out a really good video. Not these million view videos. I want to see the 8 million view <laughs> video. But anyways, uh, so I watched the uh, the explosive bat and it was really cool. Uh, I do like how he explained kind of the engineering behind it. Um, as someone who took a couple of courses in engineering, it was kind of cool to see. Um, it was you know, nice that he made it so that even the dumb ones who didn't graduate can – can can understand it too, um, and obviously the bat kind of makes a really far baseball go really far, which is also cool.
2: Oh, is that the one that hits home runs?
0: Yeah. So Something? yeah, he did, that uh, keeps
2: popping up on mine, but I've I have not even like batted an eyelid at it. It just keeps coming right. up, and like that doesn't look like it interests me, and skip past it.
0: Right. Ex- except for you should totally watch it because it definitely. I think it would interest you um, because he's like the Hacksmith, I think. But I actually went and watched a few of his older videos with the basketball, uh, the basketball videos um, with like the first one was like a backboard that if you hit it right, uh, it, it automatically goes in. And then the second one was like even easier to make a basket. And the third one was like, you cannot miss. And uh, like I just Mark thought, so he actually talks about Mark Rober in it. Yeah. um in the in the second and third ones um and mark rober actually is this like top pinned comment um mm. on it because it's it's d- like the dartboard but different
2: um mm. is that really cool. is is the name of that video i'll give you a hundred dollars if you can miss yes yeah that's also been pushed to me and i keep skipping it because i thought it was a mark rober one that i have already seen
0: Right, yeah. so that's the that's why I didn't watch it because I don't like his clickbaity t- thumbnail titles. Yeah, like I absolutely hate that. If you, I'll give you a hundred if you miss because in the video he shows it's very easy to miss because his computer <laughs> like out of one out of every hundred the computer just goes oh, I don't know what to do right like because he's like you know built the entire code himself but yeah well Andrew what is your clamp-mandation of the week? Can I have two quick
1: ones? Because <laughs> yeah, I don't really, I, mean, I don't know what I'm going to get to be able to do this again, you know. So um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just go to my saves on Instagram there real quick, which is always like my constant inspiration. First one is like uh, Jay Nelson Studio. Uh, I don't think he he doesn't really YouTube at all, but he's on Instagram, and his builds for years and years and years have always been like um, super mind blowing to me. Uh, he does. He's done like the Patagonia workware, worn wear. So like the truck that Patagonia drives around to, to take like old jackets and things like that and repair. He actually built like this super whimsical looking like bed on the truck thing. And yeah, he does a lot of like really cool um, wooden, different shaped wooden structures. He's building like a tree yeah. house right now. And yeah, he's like a big like van life kind of guy. It's really, really awesome.
0: Yeah, that's uh, some totally awesome. cool stuff. And he's got like a little pop-top back of his truck thing.
1: Yeah, he's done like so many different styles of trucks too. And so I like looked at oh, him wow. for inspiration. And he's like huge into surfing and stuff. So like surf and skate culture, I'm like, it's right up my alley. Um, and then if I can, this other dude who's who I've been completely blown away with too, he's ovud on Instagram, O-V-U-U-D. And it's just like I've been thinking about doing like sort of like um, lighting sort of like Modestrial Industrial Modestrial Industrial that dude in Chicago he's really awesome yep. but this guy takes it he is like him on crack like he takes it to another level and <laughs> I'm just like I've been wanting to do some lighting sort of of this nature and it is blowing my mind the stuff he's doing he's in Philadelphia uh, so I'm gonna do something yeah, yeah. I Maybe mean, yeah, something similar ish soon. Like not trying to bite his style and stuff. Do something different. But yeah, he's definitely a huge inspiration right now. I'm blown away by his work.
2: Where'd wow. you say Jay Nelson's located?
1: Like uh, California.
2: Okay, because wow. he has pictures like from Australia.
0: Uh, surf culture. You know, he's probably out there. Uh, yeah. I put yeah. He's probably Australia is like the surf. You could go surfing every single day. Go to a we beach sure or... can. Yeah, every single day for three <laughs> years, and not hit the same beach again.
3: Have you guys seen uh, the Endless yep. Summer? Oh, it's a good, it's a good surfing movie. Um, they basically, fo- it's it was made in like the seventies. Uh, these surfers from, uh, I think they're from California. They follow Summer around the world and try to find like where is the Ooh. best place to surf oh, in the world. That's that's uh, a Their their eventual answer was. Their eventual answer was Hawaii, but the surfing in Australia looked amazing. Oh, dude.
0: Hawaii is awesome. I've been there. I haven't been to Australia. It also looks good. Hawaii looks the same thing, but instead of the animals trying to kill you constantly, the volcanoes are.
2: He's going to watch out for <laughs> drop bears and you'll be fine.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to thank our Patreon supporters and the F-Clamp level shout out goes to Leroy at Big Rock Timberworks. And uh, just wanted to also mention, don't forget, if you sign up to be a Patreon, every single patron on our thing gets a key tag, and every single person gets the bonus content, including a pre-show, usually, and always an after show. Uh, The pre-show, you get to find out what Grant's been drinking, and sometimes what other people are also drinking, unless it's like really boring stuff like Adam drinking water um so so, yeah (laughs) well it is midday uh the other thing is don't forget to go on to itunes or podcast addict or whatever uh podcaster you use and leave us a review we're going to be doing a giveaway at the end of the month so this is going to be your last reminder all the reviews have to be in before uh august or august october 31st and it's going to be a custom-made clamp made by me and if you want that everyone that puts in a review including everyone that's already done it uh you know we're going to be giving enter your name into the hat for the draw and i want to thank uh, tf turning for the use of our theme song um and if you want to uh Sorry, I'm going to go back, and if you want to, if you put in a review, uh, make sure that if you get it close to the deadline to send us a screenshot to the Instagram account uh, at Clamcast. Um, uh, Yeah, thank TF Turning for the use of the theme song. It's uh, awesome, and it plays at the start and the end. And any other business people, did you guys forget or to mention something and you want to mention it now?
3: Uh, I just want to point out that last week when Adam was saying, like, I think I'm forgetting something, and Grant was so adamantly saying no, he was forgetting mentioning the after show. But, Grant, you were so committed oh, to I, moving on. I, no,
0: I remember <coughs> mentioning the after show. I don't think he if did. If you listened to the pre-show last right, week, whatever. and it
2: was from months ago, listen to it through Patreon because it's correct on there.
0: Grant uploaded yeah. the wrong file. <laughs>
2: And iTunes didn't update it when he replaced it with the correct file.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, go on Patreon. Sorry about that, folks. It won't happen again, except it might happen later. Um, (laughs) 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 All right. Well, before I do everyone else, Andrew, where can everyone find you? Oh.
1: Uh, yeah, well, YouTube and Instagram pretty much. Uh, YouTube, it's still my name, Andrew Zito, S Z E T O. And then on Instagram, it's Zito Zito. So S Z E T O, S Z E T O.
0: Yep. Cool. And everyone else, you can find Morley at Morley Kurt everywhere. You can find Adam at Maker Mackey everywhere. And you can find me at The Grant Alexander.
2: Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye.
3: See (laughs) you.
0: Well, you can get it and then give me your lathe. That's what I I want to sell my other lathe. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 not sell it. Just give it to me. sell it.
1: (laughs) Actually, I'm putting out a video this week that's entitled how I've paid off my lathe. And how to like make money wood uh wood turning and yeah. stuff actually so